0: Welcome to
1: Food Freedom Radio, where we plant and nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person who's looking for an excuse to uh, drink on the show today. And I was going to drink some homemade gooseberry wine, but now it's got postponed. But I am learning to adapt to postponing situations. Um, But so because I wanted this aspiration, I invited the host of another uh, show on AM 950, Drink in the Style, Gregory Rich. Laura,
2: I am a happy
3: to be here. Oh, Ooh, Brad, thank you for the
2: impressed. theme music. There
3: we go.
1: <laughs> Look at this. As
3: wow. soon as we hear your voice, we've got to play that theme.
1: <laughs> it is. You have yeah. awesome theme music. Let's just listen to music for a moment. Is that oh, yeah. up Let there? Oh, yeah. Let me
4: bring it okay. back. Yep. tell you why the day is sunny. I'm in love with lips of honey. Waiting to see the way she walks. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Hey! <laughs>
1: So, Gregory Rich, you're the host of Drink in the Style, which airs on Sundays at 5 o'clock. And you are also the uh, founder of Habitation Furniture and Design. And so tell us about Drink in the Style.
2: Sure, sure. And by the way, thank you for playing the theme song. I, Isn't that just great? Don't you just love that tune? I do. It, I do. It's Dean Martin. And, and I don't know why it's not like one of the quintessential Dean Martin songs, because yeah. it is everything you need from him.
1: I was actually surprised that it's Dean Martin, because uh, it, it's not a quintessential one.
2: I know. I know. It's astonishing. But thank you for playing it, because I can't. It, it's just a great show, and thank you for having me, or a great song, and thank you for having me on well, your show. And,
1: and thank you. I've enjoyed your show, too, because you can learn things like um, the, the drink, gin, uh, gin Gimlet's came from a guy who wanted to drink alcohol, but wanted to keep it a secret,
2: right? Correct. Ambassador Gimlet, the <laughs> U.S. ambassador to France in the, uh, in the 18th or 19th century. Ah. And it was – the story is that he was a uh, Puritan. He did not drink. Um, but in France, especially at that time, they trusted no one uh, who did not drink. So he came up with the idea of basically just having water and ice and he dropped in a nut or what have you just – and he told everybody that there was booze in it. No one questioned it and he managed to get away with uh, – with uh, uh, pulling one over on the French, I guess.
1: But obviously he didn't keep it much of a secret then because it's gin gimlet, so... It,
2: it came out, you're right, exactly. <laughs> it didn't go to the grave with him, but he lent his name to a great cocktail. And that's the kind of thing on drink in the style that uh, that uh, that we talk about. It's kind of cool. So I like to talk about it. You asked me, and I ch- I'm sorry, I changed the subject. No. Immediately started talking about Dean Martin, it, it, it happens. But Drink in the Style is what I call a, a one-hour exploration of all things aesthetic, art, architecture, interior design, but we uh, do it all under the umbrella. ...of our Master of Spirits, Mr. Dan Newkirk, who uh, is with Mercy Restaurant. He creates a cocktail in Segment 1 that uh, we then drink for the remainder of the program. So by the time you get to the end of the hour, uh, (laughs) it can be a very colorful show.
1: That's great. And the connections between aesthetics... And food. I mean, I can hear my one friend said food must look beautiful and the whole making food look beautiful and how, you know, presenting that that aesthetics.
2: Eat with your eyes. It's true. I mean, the more – I mean, to the negative aspect, that's why, you know, mass producers of food do horrible things like add coloration to their steaks um, and all this other stuff because – what you see is going to affect what you perceive once you put it in your mouth, right?
1: Right. So cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese is not orange.
2: Cheddar cheese is not orange. And American (laughs) cheese is not cheese.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now we're going to make – so Dan Newkirk, uh, Master of Spirits.
5: Well, before we get into the spirits uh, scenario, just to kind of touch base when what you were just talking about, a uh, few, quite a few ex-girlfriends ago, uh took her to dinner one time. So and, that's like two months, by the way, right? It was a while ago. Uh, we were <laughs> eating, and I was telling her about the food because she didn't really get it, what we were doing. And she goes, she looks me in the eyes and goes, I wish you looked at me the way you looked at food. <laughs> Needless to say, it was, it was almost over with that after that point.
3: <laughs> and he so, looked up and said, did you say something? Yeah, yeah, pretty
4: much. <laughs>
1: Okay, so what you do on your show is is you always have a drink that you make, and um, I had brought some gooseberries wines, and you had a fantastic idea of what to do with my homemade gooseberry wine. What was
5: that? Yeah, so the uh, it's it's Aperol spritz season, or just a spritzer of any, any sort, where you just keep it low ABV, uh, you know, something you can drink you on a few of on a summer's day, and just be fine. Uh, just be a little bit light, lighter in your loafers, I guess you could say. And uh, so... The fact that it's a low ABV because you're you're so I, I tested it out. Uh, your gooseberry wine is coming in at seventeen percent, which is exactly uh, how much they're allowed to make wine go to be alcohol.
1: Oh, so my gooseberry my homemade gooseberry wine is the strongest goose homemade wine can be. Or? I think
5: it's a little stronger, but that's all my my gauge on that too, actually.
4: <laughs> Congratulations, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: it's it's like hooch yeah. it's not in
4: a good way. <laughs> um,
5: yeah, pr- prison, prison inmates everywhere would love you. <laughs> um, but that being said, so it's still not too high ABV to. Uh, so on the next seven we to get together when I do the gooseberry wine, I'm going to make ice cubes out of it. And okay. as it sits in a, uh, a spritz of the sort, whatever we decided to make that day, uh, the drink will develop and change and mature as you go on. Or or if you're like Mr. Rich over here, you might need another one to get that whole full flavor <laughs> shot <there. laughs> yeah, And Brett, you tried a
1: little bit of the gooseberry wine, right?
3: Yeah, we did a little before. Yeah, all three of us did really good.
1: Uh, cool. I, yeah. I actually didn't think it turned too well. I mean, I, the, the whole hooch thing kind of resonate. We're going to make it beautiful. We're going to make a beautiful yeah. end, but these are gooseberries that we've been growing for 35 years. And uh, someone said, oh, isn't that hard to do all that permaculture? And it's like, what's harder, growing a tree or grass in the yard? I mean...
2: Interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I mean,
1: so planting this permaculture is, I mean, you can do so many wonderful things other than make homemade wine. But now my rant, I'm going to stop ranting. <laughs> no, <laughs> we I want to the I wanna go
2: back, though. I can't wait for the for the ice cubes in the gooseberry because one of the things that Dan pointed out was it's not going to freeze as solid as a cube. Right? So it's going to be kind of like a a soft cube that's going to dilute. A lot faster than a regular ice cube will. If you put it in a spritz or something where you've got the bubbles, because a spritz is Aperol, which is a liqueur, uh, essentially. Is it an aperitif or a liqueur? Whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, with technic- is there
5: a difference? No, there is a difference, but we'll keep going. All right.
2: <laughs> Breaking down to the minutiae. Um, but that is going to, to, to release the stuff. So I cannot wait. And 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 Dan was going to make a cocktail for you right away with it. But when he came up with the idea of the ice cube. That ice cube
1: is fantastic. You must
2: do it. So I must we, do it. So we, fo- we will feature on Drink in the Style that cocktail and have you on as well.
1: Awesome. And I think we're getting time to get your drink because you've got another one in mind for us today, and this is what you normally do on your show. So what's in mind today?
5: So today uh, we're representing Mill Valley Kitchen out in St. Louis Park, uh, and we're going with the Dill Uh Caprinha is the national drink of, uh, I'm sorry, of, of Brazil, uh, and cachaça is usually what it's made with, but beans the fact that we're from Minnesota, uh, we're using a Dill Aquavit, uh, Aquavit's made from Gamlae Old, which is out of Parallel 45 in New Richmond, Wisconsin. Um, it tastes like summer in a glass and I'm really excited for you to try it. And mm-hmm. of course, before we did try a little sip of it just spirit by itself, which is, you know, how you, uh, really dive into what you're drinking. Um, and I think you're going to like what the outcome is. And, uh, so on top of sugar, lime, uh, and the Dill Aquavit, uh, bring a little orange bitters because, uh, who doesn't like orange? Mm-hmm. Especially this time of year.
2: Vitamin
4: yeah. C. It's all about <laughs> vitamin
1: C. Okay, so now now I've got to. So you play your music and start making this drink. Is that what we're gonna do next? This or? is your show. This is my show. Okay, so we're gonna play the music and then we're gonna start making this drink. And one thing I I'm gonna jump in because I'm. <clears throat> What has been done with local food and local alcohol is so cool because we need to create the local economy and not just be all plebes.
4: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and it's it's happening with beer and it's happening with food. But I want to make it happen faster. And
2: it's 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 a matter of I, I agree completely. It's it's a matter of association with things that are real. This is my theory on why micro distilleries. And 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 you know pubs and, and you know beer uh, uh, spots like Surly and all those other ones. People need some kind of a connection to what they're ingesting and experiencing, and they want some some locality to it.
1: Well, and I'm glad you said that because even I was thinking this morning. Is what what do we think of when we say what's the real world? I mean, it's like to kid. Oh, so
2: you're going in the real
1: world? I was <laughs> like, no, the real world is like water and soil and plants and the people you love.
2: Sensual experience of some kind. I mean. I mean, you know, we could go down a whole hedonistic path of, of just, you know, pursuing pleasure in life and nothing else, which is not what we're looking for. But what we are looking for is some kind of association to the earth and to people around us and how do we share that commonality, right? right. And one of the best ways historically to do that has been through liquor.
1: And yet liquor, I mean, the other thing I'm going to say, just because I know so many people, it is... Um We're having an epidemic of depression and anxiety, and so, I mean, there's a lot of sad stories with the liquor, too. So I I don't want to be too trite about it, because I know it also can be damaging. It's like anything else.
2: I mean, there's danger associated with, you know, with abuse of anything. Walking
4: a dog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
2: it's totally true. Um, but it's like everything else. It's a tool. It's something that can be used and that, used responsibly, can bring pleasure. Dan is shaking over there, Ooh. by the way. We, for listeners of Food Freedom, in the first segment of Drink in the Style, Dan walks us through the creation of the cocktail, which is what he's doing. So tell us, c- can you tell us Please do. what he's poured into the shaker?
5: So uh, so recipe-wise, that's uh, about two ounces of the Gamliel de la Aquavie. So when using fresh limes... Uh, yeah, squeeze a half of a lime into the glass. The whole lime goes into the glass. Uh, then you notice know, you see a quarter ounce, just kind of bump it up a little bit. Uh, and then the sugar. Uh, the sugar is going to be at one ounce, uh, properly bricks at 50 bricks, so it's equal parts water to sugar, because everything matters. Uh, and then two strong hard dashes of the orange per drink. Uh, and then we're about to serve. Wow. This something? is fun. Right? This the is very fun. This is
1: kind of a fun fun uh, little shift for Food Freedom Radio. We're partnering with Drink in the Style, which is another AM 950 show, which airs on Saturday, uh, Sundays at 5 o'clock, Or everything on AM 950 can be listened to p- at podcasts whenever we want. And we are drinking alcohol at work i've never done this before i'm i'm 50 whatever something and i don't know if i've ever had a drink at work so
2: oh that's funny well but, <laughs> congratulations i'm glad we could, we could do that and you know what can i let the cat out of the bag sure. first we're gonna have a quick sip of this more
1: mm-hmm. mm. break you're gonna have to let the cat off the of break after the next thing so that's gonna be our hanging tune is we're gonna let the cat out of the bag <laughs> In segment two, uh, this is Laura Hedlund on Food Freedom Radio. We are with Gregory Rich, the founder of um, Habitation Furniture and Design in St. Louis Park, and master of spirits, Dan um, Kirk. New Kirk. New Kirk. The Minneapolis Farmer's Market has the best selection of plants for your gardens, the freshest produce, meats, and farmstead goods. You'll find meat vendors, some homestead vendors, and greenhouse vendors in the early part of spring. Plus, there will be fresh produce when the weather gets warmer. The Hennepin County Government Center Market is open Tuesdays. The Nicollet Mall Market is open on Thursdays. And the 312 East Lindell Market is open daily from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m.
0: More details at MPLSFarmersMarket.com. I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind-body-spirit-emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion radio show Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life.
4: Tap taste and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of Vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette. 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com.
6: This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. Up years ago, when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trusts, Snap Construction, at 612 333 SNAP. That's 612 333 SNAP, or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available.
1: Welcome to Food Freedom Radio, and we're partnering with another AM 950 show called Drink in the Style today. And so, and on break, you said something. So, what did you want to say? You because we
2: was I, I was going to narc on you, basically. You're going to narc expose on me? You. Ooh, Yes. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. You partake. You partook in the in the drink in the style tradition. Of having a warm-up shot before we began. So I just want Laura's listeners to know that she's already <laughs> shot into it, and now we're making her drink a caipirina, correct? I
1: thought you'd make – I thought you guys would all laugh when I said, uh, but are you supposed to drink all of it? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> That's it, correct. Okay, so tell us about this drink.
5: So it's just a uh, it's a summertime patio pounder. Uh Dill Aquavit from Gamole Old out of Parallel forty five in New Richmond, Wisconsin. Uh fresh squeeze like I got, you saw me hand squeeze uh, the limes on the break to prepare for it. Uh and then sugar, properly mixed, uh fifty percent water, fifty percent sugar. And orange bitters. And you
2: use you always in your cocktails use uh uh Genuine sugar,
5: you're not... Uh... Yeah, well, I, I try to stick to unrefined, unprocessed. Uh, of course, there are always calls for sugar, sugar, sugar uh, most times. But mm. something like this, um, I didn't use unrefined, uh, just because this tastes the best. It's awesome. Cool. Can you make your own sugar, Laura?
1: Oh, well, actually... <laughs> <sighs> so <laughs> I'm sorry because I was no no so here's it I think almost all the sugar is GMO sugar yeah most of it so all, all of it is GMO sugar and, and yet in I, I did meet this wonderful family Farm and they were growing cane uh, cane in um, Dakota County so they yeah. were so I think it's possible and several years ago I was trying to track down some non-GMO sugar now if you find I mean you find the organic but I was trying to find some non-GMO local sugar and I could not I haven't but oh. if anyone has any tips on non-GMO local sugar. Uh, anything labeled organic is non-GMO. So there are non-GMO. There is non um, I, organic I source, sugar everything,
5: I source everything online. Um, it's really hard to find right now. It's something people are becoming aware of uh, but it's, it's not really a thing. Like the uh, like, glycemic index is what I usually pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite and the lowest of all the sugars is uh, coconut palm, which is really cool, but it's got the cocoa and it's kind of a bully. So I can't really use it for a lot of things.
1: Well, and the palm, for, palm has a horrible – see, the ethics. And that's part of what I kind of – how do we move to a, a responsive
5: – Blood sugar is what one of my friends called it. Yeah, I, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> – but anyhow, I think there is a way, and I'd love to brainstorm on it like everything else. But I, I was shocked to find these among couples inc- growing uh, cane sugar, and they gave me the stock, and you know, we were, I was chewing, just on it. chewing on it. And, and yeah. so it's possible, but I, I don't know – but, but but that's why part of it is how we can create the market because if we could create the market for locally grown right. sugar, you know, I, I mean, mean, think
2: of all the cane sugar. So I mean, think of the things you could do with with cane sugar. I mean, cane sugar comes; it's basically like a bamboo stock, essentially. Right? We see it. I mean, that becomes a stirrer. It becomes a it becomes a, a skewer for your garnishment. All these other ways that you can get some sweetness maybe into a cocktail or something else that you know is a marketable concept. Ooh
1: Ooh. well, and actually I want to go on because I want to make this the year of action, and I so how do we how do we become citizens of our food system rather than just okay, this is what the food is? How do we kind of wake up and say What is it that I want to eat? Mm -hmm. And how do I want my eating to be in reciprocity with each other and with water and with soil?
2: It's so important, right? And here's another thing that I love about your show and the things that, you know, that you stand for is that, you know, food. And, Dan, you talk about, you know, you love food. I love food. You know, we're both going to end up at 400 pounds by the time (laughs) we're 70. Worth it. Yeah. (laughs) Happy 400 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Jolly. But, you know, you – you can come in and you figure out how to make food itself not just the end of what you
5: want, but the experience while you're doing it. You it's, know it's international language. Yeah. Breaking bread with your brothers and your sisters. Like you can sit down with anybody. You don't have to have a conversation, but your expressions of the food uh, and the way it makes you feel that's That's universal.
2: You know why? Yeah, that's exactly it. You hit the nail on the head. You sit down with someone over a meal. That's why so many meetings take place over a meal. Suddenly, you're both experiencing something that is centrally satisfying, right? And that's going to create a camaraderie. It's going to make you want to do business with this person, for example. That's what food's really about. It's more than just if it was just nutrients, right? We'd just mm-hmm. all be running around. Well, I would probably be trying to figure out if I could digest <coughs> rocks. Um, but uh, it, it's it's a shared communal experience. It's
1: yeah, it's it is really cool. So. Share a little bit about your food background, uh, Dan, because you said you're a foodie. So what do we mean when we say we're a foodie? What, what does it mean?
5: I like to say food enthusiast. I'm just kidding. Uh, so my, my father's on his 17th restaurant. Uh, oh. he, he immigrated from Albania in 1976. Uh, and He started working for someone, and then I was born, and then, set, <laughs> do it, you know, sh you're off the pot. <laughs> so he's on number 17 now, uh, all um, kind of in a row. He's living the snowbird life now down in Florida. Uh, but my dad was a chef and my mom couldn't cook to save her life. And when I was a young boy, uh, instead of going to wood shop and metals and, uh, you know, building stuff with my hands, I went to Home Ec because that's where all the girls
4: were. <laughs> <laughs> and
5: it turns out I, I had a knack for it and I liked it. Um, and it was a really good way to pay for cheap dates when I got to be in my early 20s because I could cook dinner instead of having to fork out for a bill. Wow. And then my uh the whole, the whole family like again like when we sit down for dinner, uh breaking bread, like that's that's where you were expected to be. Uh and if you weren't there then you were in trouble. And it was almost worse than coming home when the lights were already turned off in the streetlights. So
2: See, food. but that's a problem. That's interesting. You should go on to that. Do you mind if I if I Please go do. off on a tangent? Go wherever. The worst here's here's something that really is terrible about the American way of life in our culture in general. Dinner is the absolute focus of everything family oriented. And yet it is the worst time to have a big open meal. Hmm. Right? I mean it's so horribly unhealthy as we're facing this epidemic of, of, of you know of, of obesity. Yeah. But what are the alternatives? The alternatives would be only breakfast or or maybe a siesta or lunch or something, which would be great. But we need some kind of a solution to figure out how to have a family gathering and yet still address the fact that dinner is frankly a really destructive meal for well, health.
1: And what's happening with most people right now, um, and I, I, I've, I think this is correct, um, but <clears throat> more dollars are now spent in restaurants than they are with people buying ingredients. And so this whole fast food culture and not slowing down to cooking. And I've heard one person kind of say, and I think she had an honest, she had something, she had some truth here is that we've made cooking so Hard to do, mm-hmm. and and it's it's not as easy and accessible. That's why when I was at the state fair, it was like lazy good food because that's sort of. I mean, I like lazy stick. good food on a stick. <laughs> on I
2: was down in Arizona but, and there was a guy who was talking about he he runs a uh, a wing and booze uh, or a wing and jazz fest uh, down there, and I said wings that is a really. I'm not sure I support that idea. What do you do with the bones? Your fingers are dirty. How do you drink? That's the joy. That's the brilliance of the Minnesota State Fair.
1: Everything on the stick. Oh, you're stick right. It. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay. Do you consider yourself a foodie? Uh,
2: I don't, actually. I don't. I consider myself somebody who loves food, but it's a lot like my position on wine. I, my nephew once asked me when he graduated from law school for a wine recommendation, and I said, here's the deal. Here's my recommendation. Do not develop a palate for wine until you're 50 years old because all it can do is eliminate your ability to enjoy the only thing you can afford (laughs) or drain the bank account that would allow you to enjoy it
5: afterwards. That's amazing. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Absolutely. I absolutely agree. That's the best advice I've ever heard anybody ask that question before.
2: Thank you very much. Yeah, no, that's outstanding. Cool. You're absolutely right, right? And then I got a, I got I know we're coming to the end here, but I had an interesting experience in Europe when I shared this with a sommelier at this fabulous uh, liquor store.
1: So you're listening to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Headline with Gregory Rich, the host of Drink and Style.
7: At Mother Earth Gardens, we've been selling heirloom and open-pollinated plants for your backyard homestead since 1994. We research our products and we handpick every pot, trellis, and gift. So if you love 50 plus varieties of tomatoes, native planting for pollinators, and a shocking variety of annuals and perennials, make the journey to one of our two locations South Minneapolis across from the Riverview Theater and Northeast at Stinson and Lowry. Small footprint, surprising selection, MotherEarthGarden.com.
0: Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com. From classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Experience cozy fireside dining at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul, specializing in fresh seafood, fire-roasted meats, and pizzas all cooked over an oak-burning fire, and salads and sandwiches, too. Join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week, located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking, or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Burger Mose is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before and after Excel Center events or anytime. Offering 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, more than 60 beers on tap, and happy hours twice daily. Burger Mose is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at BurgerMoes.com.
4: Tap taste and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of Vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette, 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis, and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at VinaigretteMN.com.
7: Total Dog Company has a great rewards program. It's called the Frequent Barker Card. You earn punches on the card based on the amount you spend, one punch for every $10. After you get 12 punches, you can redeem the card for $10 off a purchase. Everything we sell qualifies, so you get points and use points on things you really want. The Frequent Barker Program at Total Dog Company in New Hope, right off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at totaldogcompany.com.
6: This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell.
5: Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents.
6: Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment.
3: Catch new beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for sunny skies today with a high near 72. Tonight, a slight chance for rain with a low around 45. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 60. And Monday, rain with a high around 61. Located in downtown St. Paul, Burger Mose is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before or after XL Energy events. They offer 20 fresh, never-frozen varieties as well as delicious apps, soups, salad, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Also make sure you try their unburgers. More at burgermose.com.
1: So welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, and uh, I'm Laura Hedlund, and we're doing a show, a kind of a joint show, with the host of the Drink in the Style, Drink in the Style, Gregory Rich. And on break, you were saying, you are talking to some fancy person about fancy wines, My. and they said, wait till you're older. Why?
2: Nope. Close, yes, but... It- my theory has always been on wine that, you know, wine is, can be extremely expensive, right? And as soon as you know good wine from bad wine and you suddenly start to pick out all the flavors and things, you know, the cheaper stuff becomes unpalatable. It just seems to happen to everybody.
1: Is that's why you need to make ice cubes out of my homemade gooseberry wine.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no.
4: It's not, it's not
5: two-buck chuck. By the way, do you know why two-buck truck is so cheap? I don't want to talk about it.
2: But yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, I'll finish with my wine theory because it's good. So I've always said that you should never develop a palate for wine until you're 50 years old, right? Because before then, all it can do is take away your ability to enjoy whatever happens to be in front of you, which is basically happiness in a glass. It's wine. Um, and I've been saying that for 20-some years, and I was recently in London And I was talking with a sommelier in a uh, really high-end, awesome wine uh, uh, store. And I told him this. And he said, how old are you? And I said, oh, crap. I'm 48. I think I'm 48. I'm roughly 48. So I'm getting close to the end of that. And he goes, well, let me suggest this to you then. You should have started five years ago. Realized that at 50, you wanted a decent palate. And bought learned about the wines, and filled a cellar full of affordable, fabulous wines that needed some time to age.
1: Why worry about the retirement? Just invest in good wines that you think will be really good for the retirement years, right?
5: That's a a solid (laughs) strategy. Hell of a sales pitch.
1: And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to take this jump, but I want to take this jump because um earlier I loved when we were talking about you know just getting into the real world and the real world really is water and soil and our relationships and we're kind of all in this condition stuff where we tell our little transitioning adults that the real world is really scary and bad <laughs> and that we wonder why they're all suffering from anxiety and depression <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's true. It's true, you
1: know. So, but I love this letter to the editor, and um, it was it was in the Star Tribune. It's from Libby Bird from Minneapolis, and she says, "How much is enough for you, Jeff Bezos? You have won, and everybody knows it. I'm hard pressed to find someone that doesn't use your services. Even my sister, without running water in the woods of Oregon, buys her stuff on Amazon. So, are you satisfied, or have or?" Or will you not have enough until every bookstore, toy store, convenience store, grocery store, corner store, hardware store, and clothing store has gone under because of you? What kind of world do you want us to live in? And she goes on, but I want you to respect because I really think this um, AM950 is owned by Chad, who owns only this one radio station. You own a furniture store. You own or your family is involved in independent restaurants. What does this mean to be part of an ecosystem that's also economically functioning in the real world?
2: Wow. I mean, it's the biggest question, I think, that we have to deal with with Americans because, you know, Calvin Coolidge said the business of America is business. And yet now we're undermining the fundamental part of what American culture is based on, which is basically local community-based commercial transactions. I mean, it's true. The the person-to-person experience. Exactly, exactly. I actually, so, you know, we spend a huge amount of time talking about, uh, on Drink in the Style, uh, about the benefits of a showroom. And, of course, it's a furniture store versus, you know, something else. But uh, the benefits of a showroom over buying furniture online. And the fact that, you know, you can touch, feel, experience. But more important than that, it's expertise and professionalism associated with what you're buying at habitation. So I know I'm going a long way on this, but don't worry, Please do. I'll bring it back. Um, so if you go online and you buy a sofa, that sofa may or may not work with everything associated with your room in particular. But if you go into habitation, we're going to find out what else is in your room, make sure that it works, make sure that it's stylized properly, make sure that it's a quality piece of furniture. It's not about buying that particular piece of furniture. It's not about buying the particular item. It's the experience that goes with it and the infrastructure that you support in doing that so you can go in and you can buy a sofa for $800 on Amazon and you pick it yourself and it may work for a period of time but that's it that's where the transaction ends
1: so I've never bought anything from Amazon in my life and um, I know I, I, but there are certain things and, I shop on Amazon and I'm not ashamed of that but, in the, but then the other thing I think about this is is the other side of this is Um, Instead of blaming the others, it's how do we take responsibility for our own actions, you know? And so, and it's not, and and sometimes, I mean, I was on a trip to the Dells and I had to go to the Walmart because there was a bathing suit incident. You know, I mean, it's so, there's (laughs) (laughs) not...
3: Which will forever be known just as the bathing suit incident.
1: (laughs) But, you know, so, I mean, I agree with you. It's not like good guys, bad guys. But I do believe that... We are capable of creating a much better world than we're creating right now. And we have choice. And, and we have agency. Yeah. And and we're not just plebes, but we're citizens and how to be food citizens. And, well, and and sensual and beauty and fun and human. I mean, it's...
2: Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I'm sure Dan does too. It, it's, it's a matter of... And it's kind of tying back to what we were talking about soon, earlier, which is it's about a connection within our society. Somebody once said... Rhetorically, What is the purpose of an economy? Mm. An economy exists to keep the poor from eating the rich, right? No, seriously, think about this for a second. Don't yeah. worry. It is a way to distribute well-being so that there is prosperity, community, and general ability to enjoy one's life. And when you take that away, when you start sucking all the resources into just one particular area, you create a desperate situation in which people do terrible, dangerous things. Hmm. And isn't that what we're doing again? We're taking away people's ability to enjoy their own lives. And when you do that, you create instability and you create danger and you create violence, which is why there's like this whole movement amongst billionaires to try to to redistribute some of their wealth because they realize that pitchforks could be coming at any given moment if you reduce everyone to an Amazon warehouse employee.
5: Really? Right. Unfor- unfortunately, the the tie that I was just kind of brainstorming a little bit that I was f- <laughs> finagling a little bit, so it's a, air appropriate. Uh, the translation I find between Amazon, uh, it's porn. Uh, instant gratification. <laughs> Like, that's really what Amazon's, <laughs> that's, that's their shtick. Like, you I, you know, I can call up right now and I can have something delivered in two hours as long as it's in the warehouse or I can have next day shipping. Uh, it's instant gratification. People, people are so expecting of now. I want it now. Uh, and yeah, that's my translation of porn. That's the same scenario. Uh, you don't, you don't supposed have, to, to, working you don't have to go out and you don't have to take a girl on a date and court her and or whatever the heck person you're trying to date. Uh, You go go online and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're moving on to the next thing as you just accomplished your instant gratification. That's what Amazon is. Amazon is porn.
2: That's a great point. And then – and compare that, tie that back to what we were talking about as far as food becoming uh, an experiential type of thing. It's not just the culmination of eating the food. It's not just the culmination of getting something delivered to your door from Amazon. It's everything that went into that creation. And and that's what we need to remember as Americans is that we need to spend more time thinking about the experience and the beginning process, process, not just the outcome. Right? Didn't because expect that to be. Great. No,
1: I mean, I actually I really like this, and because so much of it is a. Um, Life is not all about transactions. It's not a transactional; it's uh, relational.
5: I host a dinner party once once a week or once a month called Meat Club. Ooh! Uh, I get, and how do
1: you get invites to this dinner party? Well,
5: we can talk. <laughs> so I get I get a box of meat from Lower Hill Meats.
1: Ooh, we love Lower Hill Meats. I get, I get like Hill seven Meats.
5: proteins, and I, I just go I go ham and I invite certain friends over at certain times, and everybody gets anybody at some point in time. But I, I tell people, you know, come over around seven. We don't usually eat till like nine thirty, ten o'clock, because uh, I want them to hang out, have a drink, interact. Stay the hell out of my way. Let me cook the crap out of this food. Uh, But eventually, we get everybody shined up a little bit on some booze. And then when it's time to break bread, everybody's in such an ecstatic mood. Uh, And as long as I don't burn or mess anything up, uh, everything goes to plan. But I tell people to come early, and I'm never ready to eat by the time they get there. I want them to enjoy the time. The process.
1: You guys know the the classic movie, Babbit's Feast?
5: No. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Really? Oh. (laughs)
2: Tell us all about it
1: okay, so it's a, it's a, now I hope i'm saying it right So it's this movie where everybody is like in this small town and it's so something's going on I mean just things are really tense and all this drama between people and people are unhappy, and the uncle's not talking to the kid and you know whatever there's all this struggle going on in these families and and this one woman w- wins a lottery and she blows the entire lottery on this incredible meal for this community, and Seriously? everybody makes up and, and Becomes friends again. <laughs> I love that.
5: I love the plot.
1: I know I was probably something from Seven back, Street, Maybe see so we could do it. My, my
5: porn scenario. That's that's called a happy ending.
4: That's called a happy ending. It's like
5: yeah. This is why drinking the style is so often just a long beep
1: <laughs> Oh, there's so many different directions I want to go. in okay, so um, and I'm I'm gonna tease this. So what's the difference between a broth and a stock? You know that? Yes. Okay. Cool. What is
5: it? So a, bro- a broth is uh. Maybe broth is pretty much just uh, salt essentially, where where the stock is, you're, you're cooking down all the ingredients from the, the bones, your mirepoix, you're sucking the life out of all the things and making it the, you know, the eau de vie, essentially.
1: Okay. So I had, I, I was with a friend that was very fancy quick, and she always did these homemade stocks. It was just something she did every week. <laughs> and, but so I was making one, and I had made the mistake of, I never leave the oven on or the stove on overnight. And they're actually very easy to make a stock, uh, um, chicken parts, vegetables, seasoning, three Throw it in the pot. Let it stay there for as long as you want. Uh, at least two, three hours. Right? Get off the oil. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, what did you say?
2: Eventually skim off the oil, Eventually but skim off the mm-hmm.
1: oil, um, but you don't need to do that if you're just using your leftover of your rotisserie chicken, so it's a great thing to do leftover of chicken with, because then you don't have to do that skimming process. Really? Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. All right, I would yeah. normally, my mother always I used would. to skim off a little bit of the uh, well, oil. Well, I do
1: lazy front. good food cooking, so if you I have like a lot... <laughs>
4: <that. laughs> I like
1: that. I do, too. <laughs> but anyhow, but the one thing I did do is I shut off the um, stove, because I don't leave the stove on at night, and she wanted me to leave it on at 1.00 but anyhow so then i i I, she said we had to throw it out in the morning because um if it stays overnight then it it gets the food can get sick and so there's an article uh, from the new york times on august 23rd 2011 um bending the rules on bacteria by harold mcgee and apparently this i'm not gonna name him but this well-respected food writer said make stock keep it on your counter for five seven days and Really? I know. And that's really
2: dangerous. That's just a recipe for botulism. Does, isn't it, though? I mean, it's yeah, crazy. It is crazy. Because you have crazy. live organic critters going on in that sock.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And this was a well-respected writer that wrote that. And so the part of it is this... How do we have a fact-based reality too? Because that is just that, something That's the not guy that
5: do. doesn't wash his hands in the bathroom. <laughs> after he gets not going to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, I know that is crazy. But but I did find out in this article that if you just left it on, um, and and you keep it, the pot stays. Uh, maybe I should read these
5: because it is so. Um, and you needs to stay at a constant temp in order to fight off any microorganisms or bacteria that grow. Right, uh, right, and it's like going back to. <sighs> Uh, It's like
2: going back to, it. it, there's no context of history. The realization of what happens if you don't, I mean, we've discovered all these things. We know what happens. You're going to get sick.
1: You're going to get sick, but someone's selling cookbooks telling people to keep stock on their counters for a week. Oh, (laughs) So yeah, we're listening to uh, Food Freedom Radio on AM nine fifty, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And with me is uh, Gregory Rich. He's the founder of Habitation. He has a show on AM nine fifty called "Drink in the Style." And also a master of spirits, Dan Newkirk.
4: Get 50 bucks for your trade-in regardless of condition when you buy new appliances from Warner Stellion. Minnesota's appliance specialists beat the competition once again with guaranteed sale prices, trusted, fast, free local delivery. And now for a limited time, 50 bucks for every appliance you replace with a qualifying model. Replace your tired, inefficient appliances and get $50 trade-in rebates. The more you replace, the more you save for a very limited time exclusively from Minnesota's own original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion.
7: At Mother Earth Gardens, we've been selling heirloom and open pollinated plants for your backyard homestead since 1994. We research our products and we handpick every pot, trellis, and gift. So if you love 50-plus varieties of tomatoes, native planting for pollinators, and a shocking variety of annuals and perennials, make the journey to one of our two locations, South Minneapolis across from the Riverview Theater and Northeast at Stinson & Lowry. Small footprint, surprising selection, MotherEarthGarden.com. The Minneapolis Farmer's
1: Market has the best selection of plants for your gardens, the freshest produce, meats, and farmstead goods. You'll find meat vendors, some homestead vendors, and greenhouse vendors in the early part of spring. Plus, there will be fresh produce when the weather gets warmer. The Hennepin County Government Center Market is open Tuesdays. The Nicollet Mall Market is open on Thursdays. And the 312 East Lindell Market is open daily from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. More details at MPLSFarmersMarket.com.
3: Looking to experience the Northwoods and Boundary Waters? Big Bear Lodge is the perfect choice. May and June are a perfect time to spot some moose as well as have great fishing. Mention AM 950 during May and you'll receive 10% off when you book the Dakota Cabin. A cozy cabin perfect for couples or a single person looking to unplug and unwind. Find out more about this great getaway and see their authentic modern woodsy cabins at BigBearLodgeMN.com. That's BigBearLodgeMN.com. Hi, this is
5: Charlie. Dad, please don't make me say this next line.
3: Do you want to go to college?
5: Okay. My dad is the radio host who's craved worldwide Matt McNeil.
3: Outstanding!
5: Yikes. My parents have me driving a Toyota Sienna because regardless of driving conditions, rain, snow, or sunshine, the Sienna handles great and gets me safely to where I need to
3: be. My son and I each drive a Rudy Luther Toyota Sienna because we trust them. They're fantastic vehicles. Test drive one today at Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of Minneapolis on 394.
5: Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7
2: to 8 a.m. I'm an idealist working to change the world. My show, LE 2.0
5: Radio, highlights other past and present idealists and the incredible things humans can do when we work for the greater good. You remember that idea about the greater good, right?
2: I've got a vision of a better world where everyone has a place at the table. Listen every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. and be inspired on AM 950.
1: Just the Beatles just trying to figure it out, man. You know, that's all we're doing. We're being citizens trying to figure it out, and it it's complicated.
5: If Brett played that, that like trash. I was not a normal cut? Like, <laughs> well, that normal... ah. that's good. Finally,
1: what? <laughs> Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Headline, and in studio with me is the uh, founder and uh, chief at Habitation Furniture and Design, Gregory Rich, and also uh, Master of Spirits, um, Dan Newkirk. And so uh, last segment, and we want to make sure we get in cast iron and good things to cook with.
2: I love – well, we left, we left the conversation – At the last segment. Thank you for remembering where we
4: left. I kind of need help. We are.
2: Despite the cocktail, Dan hasn't bored a second, so which would be my fourth today? (laughs) <laughs> but we left the segment on, on, you know, basically irresponsible storage of food, uh, right, on the stock Some point.
1: guy writing a cookbook saying, no, yeah, just leave this stuff on your counter. I mean, it's just like we're which losing is, our center.
2: Which is terrible. But it did make me think about cast iron because cast iron, the beauty of cast iron is the seasoning. And the seasoning is leaving the, you know, to some extent the, the, Don't the food wash. residue. Don't wash your cast iron. But the fundamental difference the reason that it's okay with cast iron and it's not okay to just leave something sitting on the counter is that the heat of the oven or of the, of the, of the you know, stovetop is going to kill anything in the cast iron once you heat it back up. And the whole nature of cast iron is to create a really hot surface
5: that then, you know, it, it radiates the heat. In so, such- so that being said, uh, in your showroom, do you have any issues uh, – And again, I'm guilty for not being at the showroom yet, and I will make a trip soon. You are a horrible person. Correct. But, uh, do you, do you have a bias towards, uh, gas stoves? Well, we don't do any, uh, any, any kitchen esque stuff, but I do have. Well, no, right, but just in your business, in in your profession, like if you were getting a recommendation to somebody, are you biased towards gas because of your cast iron love?
2: I am, I am, 100%. Absolutely. My house has, has gas. I mean, it's, it's a pure form of heat. And the cast iron, and, so 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 let's all right erase everything else and talk about the joy of cast iron. So the joy of cast iron is, and I'll throw this out to you guys to discuss, is that every bite has a history of what you've created in the past.
1: Wonderful. I mean, <clears throat> so I've been cooking on a, two pans, cast iron. 30 years on these same pans. Oh, I mean, they're beautiful. awesome. I it's mean, beautiful. it is beautiful. So, is it yeah. vintage
2: cast iron or is it modern cast iron? Well, 30 years, it was vintage. Like, that, no I offense, mean, but it, I guess. It, yeah. <laughs>
4: it
1: it's actually something my mother-in-law <laughs> gave My, day, my <laughs> Which is
2: even better. Yeah. But the thing is, this is kind of fascinating because I went through this whole cast iron cooking phase Ooh. where I cooked everything in cast iron. I had the Dutch ovens. I had, you know, three different sides. It was great and all the food was fabulous. Um, but... The difference between a vintage cast iron and a modern cast iron, and this is so strange, is that modern cast iron like Lodge, which is a great company and, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, um, creates their cast irons in sand-based molds, which creates more microabrasion, which is why some people who play with it and try it even after they season it
5: are still frustrated because it's not as – uh, uh, stick free. That's that's why I'm still shopping for one. If you have any recommendations, I'd love some because I don't want the new the new style. I've been in in the market for a vintage cast iron. Good for really? you. I wish. Oh, I wish How much I'd would you pay no for YouTube. any <laughs> I, I, I don't think you realize. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, she wished. She wished I looked at her. The way I looked at food. So priceless.
2: <laughs> no, it's worth. I mean, you just got to go to a to a, a vintage uh, shop, of something. Uh,
1: if I see any of these at garage sales, I'm grabbing them from now on. And that was any, and also Cornell, I guess. I mean, earlier we talked oh, only four minutes, but uh, favorite items. What are some of your cooking favorite items in your house? You uh,
5: to be honest, uh, let's let's talk a few ex girlfriends ago. Uh, Yes, a slap is that how you gauge time, by the way. No, I, I had a, I had a, the era of Susan. Every, every every way every way I win them over in the family of the like is because I cook. Mm-hmm. I end up cooking the Thanksgiving meal and the bird. T- so the slap chop. Do you guys remember that Amo commercial? I, do. Where it was like, I still to this day love that little bastard. Sorry, I said well, it. That's fine. That's, yeah. I don't even know what it is. So Brett, do you know
1: what this is? I'm You, can take, you
5: take your fresh garlic, not, take your yeah. fresh onions, your yeah, fresh chives, know. and you just hammer away in this thing for about five minutes, or five seconds, I'm sorry, and you have a perfectly minced down, cook- cookable ingredient, and it's so fast, and it's just easier to clean than the uh, food processor.
2: I mean, imagine five blades and a spring and a handle in a cup,
5: and <laughs> awesome. awesome. you just keep whacking it. It's awesome.
2: awesome stuff comes awesome. through. You I'm going to throw in my, I want to throw in a pitch for Cutco brand cutlery. Ooh. Do you know Cutco cutlery? I don't. All right, this is funny. My mother still has her set from the 60s. It's this company that is uh, that is fo- uh, 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 based in New York in Owatonna, I think. Uh, she
1: didn't go visit some timeshare sale, did well, she? No, no, no.
2: She, she does have a timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> but the Cutco Cutlery, I'm telling you, is a solid, solid call. So Cutco Cutlery is this little Owatonna, New York-based company that makes this most amazing cutlery. It's got these the, – I mean it's a it's – a, a, Beautiful stainless steel. They stay sharp perpetually. They sharpen them or replace them. They warranty them for life. As you run through, and they are my favorite kitchen items. And I used to sell them in high school. And I remember thinking, <laughs> like the back then, the quote unquote homemaker I- issue. And it's only sold. It was only sold door to door back old days, like like Kirby carp, uh, uh, vacuums. Um, and mm. and but. I remember thinking like the homemaker cassette was like $400, insanely expensive, you know, back in the 80s type of thing. But you know what? My mother still has her set from the early 1960s. I still have the set that I used as my demo set back then. And everybody I've sold it to has always loved it.
1: You know, and we have only two minutes and 30 seconds left in the show. But I had a really interesting aha moment when you said the word homemaker Mm -hmm. because that actually carried some negative vibes. And it's like, why that? not that terrible? Right. I mean it's like why are our lives become so mechanicalized homemaker is uh, like a ooh.
2: Can you imagine a better <laughs> I mean a more noble pursuit than seriously making a home? I mean I don't just it, I think it's it's because it's associated with women and and repression maybe, but if you take the term itself Oh my God! You're creating a home. Everyone how about? How home. about?
1: I'm a life maker, and, that's, and I'm that's living right. a life with friends and people I love, and autumns I love, and I'm nourishing this really living world. and And the water's clean, and the soil's vibrant.
5: And not not to mention in, in 2019, can, I know plenty of homemakers that they uh, like go to the bathroom standing up. So like the the roles of oh, changed right. completely. Oh mm-hmm.
1: my gosh! You get, exactly, and so that we don't get locked into those gender, gender roles. roles. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because it's sort of like, how do we break free from our conditioning? Right? That's yeah, what we're mm-hmm. talking
2: about. It is. It, it it absolutely is, and it's and it's nobility. It's about you know. I mean, it's because it's because everyone is so focused on like outcomes of some kind of financial benefit that the the those who really create experience are so undervalued. It breaks my heart. The Kuiperine is great, by the way.
1: Yeah. Too. So let's okay again the drink and.
5: The- uh, it's a dill capparina. So two ounces. Uh, uh game Leo Dill, uh three qu- three quarters ounce uh, lime or you can do a fresh lime, uh halved. And then uh, one ounce of uh properly bricked sugar and some orange bitters and love. and love. And love and love. Oh we need more Beetles movies. Oh, we need love. Oh, it is love. All you all you
1: is love. <laughs> and so and then I'm gonna be a little bit on your segment, just a few minutes, talking about the gooseberry uh wine. And so mm-hmm. to make to make gooseberry wines, you just plant some gooseberry bushes and again people's it's not hard. It's like what's harder in a person's yard, uh, taking care of a tree or taking care of grass. Uh, the tree actually kind of takes care of itself. So <laughs> you put some trees down, some big, tall hazelnut trees, and you plant them with some bushes, like some gooseberries or some blueberries, whatever resonates, whatever you feel works with your soil It's for specific. And then if you want, you can pick them. You mix them with some sugar and some yeast, and you get alcohol.
5: Please, <laughs> please watch the uh, Facebook stream of this because their hand gestures are amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm on Anyhow, we've been listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, Dan Newkirk and um, Gregory Rich, Habitation. Have an awesome day.